This is Sunday Skate on Sports Radio WEEI. For the first time in 39 years, the Boston Bruins have won the Stanley Cup. Talking Bruins and the NHL. Sure, old-time hockey. Like it is sure. With Ken Laird from the Mudd and Callahan Show. What a bunch of criminals. We ought to be in jail. That's all there is to it. WEEI.com Bruins writer Matt Kalman. He's the killer. This Sunday Skate is brought to you by Wise Snacks and by Star Market, the official supermarket of the Boston Bruins. This is great, you know, we got a lot of losses. Yeah, we got a lot of losses. Lace them up for some bees talk right now on Sports Radio WEEI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 19-game point streak, but no David Backus fight last night. Yeah, a little disappointed. A disappointment. I mean, you know, a couple of Bruins players got hit last night, and David Backus didn't get out there and enforce it. Like, the enforcer he wants to be. Yeah, I mean, the Globe wrote about it. I thought he would have been either doubling down or completely backpedaling and scratching the lineup last well, night. Well, maybe, maybe he also read, you know, what the, the message that's come down from on high, which I mean Canada. God, you were enraged do, by do you this know, Toronto Globe. Do you know that story. this is a disgraceful situation unfolding with the Bruins? It's disgraceful, they say. This is the headline from David Schultz. You uh. Do you have a history with David Schultz from the Toronto Globe and Mail or no? Yeah, I wouldn't know him from David Schultz from the Flyers, honestly. Opinion piece. David Backus and the Boston Bruins should be ashamed of themselves. <laughs> there is a disgraceful situation unfolding with the Bruins in which the entire management group, from Jeremy Jacobs to Cam Neely and Don Sweeney, all the way down to Bruce Cassidy, should be ashamed, and so should David Backus. Backus made what he calls a, quote, calculated decision, and quote, to become a goon to preserve his spot in the lineup. What's going on in Canada? Are they getting soft? The guy got into three fights, and it should be, and it's an embarrassment. Well, he, here's what I will say. I mean, he's not a goon. I think we all can recognize that. It was clearly a code red from Cassidy, though, right? I mean, it was. There's, let's. <laughs> I don't. They think were it on the West Coast Bruce trip. Cassidy. It was from David Backus. The guy's been in the league 13 years, and he sees his career, you know, at a twilight here, and he wants to make sure he's contributing to a team that now has points in seven, 19 straight games, and he wants to be part of this, and so. It wasn't like he went out there looking for a fight either. I mean, every one of those fights had an excuse. Yeah. The Tampa fight, (laughs) the fight against Adam Ernie in Tampa, he got cross-checked from behind. He got cross-checked. But he was was looking like at the first sign of. He got cross-checked into the post full speed from behind. He got up and he took care of business. And you don't think that set a tone for that game? Okay, I'm not saying it didn't. The game before that, Michael Haley, whose one role in life is to just goon it up in a game that his team is losing, he's looking for a fight. He's embarrassing Bacchus. He's squaring up to him during the play. What are you going to do? You just keep ignoring him? If you ignore him, then you go play for the Canadians. This guy. On the Bruins, <laughs> so he's going to do it. Okay, but then, and then the third one, yeah, the third one, you're going to tell me it was a clean hit. You don't have to fight for clean hit. Blah blah blah. He was sending the message that your Brian or Michael Furland is not going to run around the ice hitting hitting the Bruins' best players. And guess what? He got hurt and he was gone. That was it. Look, I, I don't have a problem with it, but he was put on the ice by Cassidy specifically yeah. to fight. Michael Farland after the hit on Johansson. And so something has changed in the David Until Backus. Until outlaw the fighting from the game, it's part of the game. Everyone wants to outlaw it, and it's decreasing, and I'm fine with it. I understand headshots and collisions and concussions. It's still part of the game. But it's not just David Backus's decision. You can't say that. That's disingenuous. This was a conversation that was very public. It became public on the West Coast trip, right before the Vegas trip, right? They, he and Cassidy sat down. They had a heart-to-heart. But he didn't command them to go out and fight. Ironically, the quote from Joe McDonald in The Athletic from Bacchus was, we didn't pull any punches in the conversation. (laughs) Exactly. Right, exactly. You didn't pull any punches. You could see it was obvious over those two games. Even uh, our good buddy uh, 
uh, was tweeting about it. Um, he's trying to fight his way in or out of the lineup. Uh, okay. I don't want to forget. Um, Whoever, somebody on Twitter. Yeah, what Twitter guy? But people were noticing. It was it was it was right. becoming evident. David Backus was fighting. Well, just because it happened three times in four games, but the fact is, the guy's also been doing other things. I mean, look at the anybody is anybody outraged that oh, he had every four yeah, check? The How goal. about the shootout goal? How about the every four check that led to the goal the other night? I mean, he's trying to play. He's trying to play his keep his spots. I fi- agree. He's I fighting agree. for his life and his career and his job right now. And what's wrong with it? Fighting is part of the game. I don't understand why they're getting so upset about well, it all of a sudden. it's not really a part of the game anymore. Staged fighting is clearly not part of the game anymore. Right, but you or know what? Less so. It really should be because guys are running around like crazy. If Tom Wilson had to answer for some of his nonsense more often, there'd be less nonsense. I'd be more afraid if I'm David Backus. I'm not afraid of fighting Michael Froh and straight up man-to-man or Michael Haley. I'm afraid of being on the ice when Tom Wilson's on the ice and the puck's out there. And you don't know if you turn your head one second, you might get decked. Well... What you want out of the game are the dirty hits, the gratuitous headshots, the stage fighting where you just have two enforcers that can't keep up for any, they play five minutes a night. That's pretty much all been sure, phased out. Exactly. And that's why, you know, the word never, the word enforcer or goon or whatever you want to say never crossed David Backus's lips. Yeah. Somehow it, it got lost in translation across the border and obviously went through customs and some custom agent in Ottawa or something mixed it up. And every <laughs> Canadian writer is grasping at their pearls, complaining that David Back has had a couple of fights this week. Well, it started with Ken Campbell of the Hockey News, right? Who's, oh, my God. He's a writer of some repute. And then Backus obviously got upset about it because he called him. Yeah, he they called had a conversation him. Well, why not? Because follow-up. as he put it in, in the story, he's afraid now that it, word's going to get out in Canada that he's that he's gooning it up and wants to fight everyone. It's going to be a, you're going to see every goon in Canada lining up to face David Backus, and he doesn't want that to happen. Okay, but on the West Coast trip, Backus had been scratched four times in a 14-game span. Yeah. You and I were referencing it on the show. It was like, this guy's going to be a healthy scratch in the right. postseason. So what was the conversation? What do you think Cassidy said to Backus and vice versa? Oh, I think he, I think, well, first off, it probably started with the fact that he was going to start sitting him half, second half of back-to-backs. And right now, they can't he's not going to do, that, do that because uh, they don't have an extra forward. Yeah. Because three guys are out of the lineup, and they didn't, as far as we know, we haven't called anybody up for tonight. So, you know, he's going to play again. And we'll see how much gas he has in the tank. I guess if he can't go, Lee Stempney, I could step in because he's got plenty of energy well, now. He sat the third period. Considering he got benched <laughs> in his first game back. So did Coyle and Solar. So, so uh, they, those guys the have fresh resting. legs. And, you know, uh, and I think it went on to, like, what can I do to help this team? What do you want to see me do? And you know what? This team does, especially when Kevin Miller's out of the lineup, they do lack an element of, of physicality. They're, they're still a physical team, but they still lack that maybe extra edge a guy who can go out there and say to a Michael Froelen, you know, yeah, that was a clean hit, great job, don't do it again. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Look, that's basically a, what you're trying to say. As a hockey fan, I love that stuff. The, the, of course. It's a weird code that goes on in the NHL. Even even Backus said the hit from Furlan was clean. So, You know, he, this he, nonsense about everyone trying to save him from himself is, like, ridiculous. It's 2019. Yeah, I don't care about that. Everybody knows the risks. He's out there. He has a history of concussions. You know what? When he fights, he keeps his helmet on. So most of the most of the punches are landed on the on the helmet anyway, and it's just ridiculous. And they all advise. And, and I think he's actually a little bit of a, a denier too. You look at some of his quotes about if you look back at something I wrote in November, he talked about the the science is still you know up in the air that type of thing. You know, I mean, uh, he's maybe in a little bit of denial, but he which seems is amazing. This guy, the last we saw him in the playoffs last year, right. that hit that he took from JT Miller, he's still uh, super coherent. He can still answer one question in like a ninety second answer. Hold, definitely holds the NHL record for longest answer to any I know, question. But if you go visit David Backus in 30 years, are you 
convinced that's going to be the case. I, don't I mean, think these guys care that much. I guess they don't, and that's their right to. And as a fan of hockey, do I care? The whole game is a risk. Should I get guys, sanctimonious and really care? With, never mind cheap shots. Never mind you know hits from behind and blindside shots. I mean, every time these guys hit each other clean, or every time every time there's any contact, there's there's risk of something happening, and you, your brain's getting jostled. I mean. Well, but but it really comes down to though is if this was delivered as a message from on high that if you don't fight you're out of the lineup, then it becomes something. I don't think it was from on high. I think it was just Cassidy. Just Cassidy. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, but you know, (laughs) not like the Jacobs family cares. Are they upset that Cassidy was told to fight some more people in the seats in games Ottawa and Florida? So who knows? So would would the commissioner have an issue with this down the road, or if there's some lawsuit from David Backus in five years and they pull up the quotes? I think he's from pretty much ruined his own lawsuit with the comments he's made, right? Not really, because Cassidy basically admits that we appreciate as a staff. That, uh, but the, fir- but the, the quote putting see, that, himself again, in harm's way. The first the, the question for that quote was, "Are you concerned David Backus is fighting?" And the first two sentences were, "Yes, of course I'm concerned. First and foremost, these people are human beings." No, but it was oh. Then dot, it goes, dot, dot, oh, I, I do, appreciate it, uh, and that's what I Canada, do worry about it. Uh, that's, what, that's what the folks in Canada just took out of that little quote and decided to make it. that The, the, the Bruins have ordered David Backus to fight. This is some sort of you know modern-day slap shot, <laughs> and uh, he's going to start wearing thick-rimmed glasses, and I don't know what's going on with these people. No, but to be honest, he has to play that way to be effective. Exactly, and wrong. that's what they want. The Bruins need someone to play that way. He needs to play that way. And what's wrong with it? There's nothing wrong with it. Well, the, and you the, know what, too? What's wrong with it is if the league has said... We want this stuff out of the game, and you've got a well, team and a coach. If who's... they want it out of the game, then pass a rule. Ban fighting. It's not. It's in the game. Yeah, that's the tricky part. It's in the game can't. as much as Tom Wilson's blindside shots and all these other goons. And you know what? Too at the, at the sa- same token that Backus is saying that you know if Ken Campbell writes that he's gonna that he wants to fight, everyone's gonna want to fight him. The fact is, it all started with Michael Haley trying to challenge him to a fight in the first place yeah. in, a, in a blowout game. That I almost throw that one out. Backus didn't even have to. Did not have to answer the bell. I don't think he, he wanted did. to. He really didn't want right. to. Right, and you can't blame him after you saw how what the result was. I mean, it was a three punch TKO, right? So yeah, he got crushed. They're up four to one. Third right. period. It's like, get me out of here. But but so the same token, if if it came out that he wasn't going to fight anybody, then he'd really get challenged even worse. Yeah, but the Tampa fight. This is their rival. They're looking to set a tone. You know all sure. the code words. And the guy did cross check him. Mean, there was cried. no penalty. He, he, it's not he, like he went face first into the post. He, he like did. Got pushed slightly forward. It no, was, he got it pushed was into not, the post. It was out of character. No, and it was. That it was, was obviously if you watched it full speed, that was a terrible cross check. It should have been a penalty. It was not. It was not. This is Sunday Skate, presented by Wise Snacks and Star Market. It's the tenth of March. Matt Cowman's here. 19-game point streak for the Bruins. They're 15-0-4 since January the 29th. And speaking and about, of Tampa, go how about Tuka's? How about Tuka's point streak? The Tuka, Tuka, the goalie, the goalie nobody right likes. Tuka, dude, hasn't let's... lost since before Christmas or something. Yeah, but what's Halak's record? <laughs> exactly. Uh, what's Tim Thomas doing these days? And by Come the on. way, why was your boy starting last night and not tonight against All right. Pittsburgh? This is how you have to understand it, okay? Yeah, explain this to me. Bruins had a fly out late last night, get in in the middle of the night, lose an hour of sleep because we put the cocks ahead. You're playing a desperate Pittsburgh team. Why would you put your number one goalie, the guy you're going to lean on in the playoffs, in that position where tonight might be... I mean, this might Because be he loses an hour tonight. of sleep? This, this is, is a, what this, you're worried about? This is a scheduled loss tonight. I mean, if they win it, it's going to be an upset because it's a scheduled loss when you're, playing, when you're doing all that. And uh, let the, well, let let a lock handle the, the workload, which would mean it's a greater test for the goalie. Wouldn't you want no to Rask put in that situation? Absolutely not. You want to make sure the goalie is preserved. You don't want to put any undue stress on him at this point. Uh, I mean, I guess if you feel like Rask is beyond a shadow of doubt proven that he's uh, 
to be trusted from start to finish in the postseason this year. Well, he's going to uh, start. But that, that's what I'm saying. He's so going to start. You make sure he's in the best position to start, and then after that, you worry about it. I, I would, I would want to see him of these two guys. And it doesn't what, matter. Was waste. It was just they're going to get points no matter what. It's they're a team of <laughs> destiny, as I heard on Brand X yesterday. Yes, uh, they will get some points tonight. Team of destiny. Wow. Yeah, we'll get to that in, in a little bit. <laughs> okay, so you're saying Rask? They're they're trying to be smart with the yeah. I mean, obviously the workload. Absolutely. The small part of the reason he's not going to be a Vezina candidate is you. Oh, wrote God. last week, by the way. You know what? This point streak keeps going for him. He plays his way into it. I don't care how many games the guy's played. There's going to be a voter who says, wait a minute, they benched him against Pittsburgh and it's they played him against points. Ottawa? Well, I am not voting voters. for this You guy. can't worry about the voters. I mean, you know. But uh, it's his po- point streak keeps going. How could you deny it? What's his goals against average over this stretch? He's 16-0-3 in his last 20. Yeah, I know the save percentage is 932, and it's been that for pretty much the whole streak. He's under two, I think, in goals against... Uh, it's incredible. I mean, I don't know if he was again like we we give out the star of the game. We'll do it later for you know the wise stack star of the game. It's not like any of these last weeks over the past month. Rask has been their number one star, or obviously so. He had a big stretch to keep them in at Thursday, right? When they so, were down a goal and they were on the uh, PK. Yep, and so yes, exactly. There've been there've been some key penalty kills and some overtimes during the streak where. Uh, He's really been huge. But when you look back at this week, that's not really... What's the major takeaway? The takeaway is they're still without Pasternak. Uh, they're <laughs> losing other guys. Dropping De, forwards. De, DeBrusque's out. Johansson's scoring. out. And yes, and it's like Bergeron, yeah. Marchand, and now Wagner. Just goals coming out of nowhere <laughs> exactly. uh, for this team. Matt Grizzlick, your guy. Matt Grizzlick with the right. goal of the week. <laughs> and getting a lot of praise last night for the, uh, the little... Uh, Patient play before the game winner to curl oh, up, is that what pull get, up at the blue line. Is that line. what he's getting kudos for? Yes, yes. Great. You ready to give him credit? I love patience. That's my. That's what the I. The next Tory. That's crew. what I go to a hockey game for to watch patience. It was a great shot. This guy, this guy was a foundational defenseman. And you don't want to give it to him just because he had a forty-eight game goal drought. What's the big deal? <laughs> oh my god! I don't know why this keeps coming up. Oh, no. by the way, do we have a sponsor yet for the Tuka Rask moment there? The Tuka Rask segment. It's like the one, like. Three minutes of sports radio all week where Tuka Rask gets some positive press. Is, do we have a sponsor for that yet? Uh, did he get <laughs> positive press this week? I haven't heard much of that either. Uh, but sure, we can work on that. I, I was just saying, like, you compare them to Tampa. That this, yeah. Despite this streak, they have gained two points in the standings on the Tampa Bay Lightning. <laughs> so two ridiculous. points since January 29th. On January 28th, Tampa had 76 points and Boston had 59. They were 17 points oh, back. God. Here this morning, they're 15 points back. <laughs> So ridiculous! It I mean, is totally all, ridiculous. You know, you always talk about you always want to change the playoff structure. Let's change the schedule first of all. Do away with these interconference games. I don't need to see the Coyotes. I yeah, they had a lot of West Coast. I games. don't need to see every one of these Western teams. I don't need to see any of these Western teams. But if you want to forge the rivalries, which is what they say the playoff format does, first of all, have these teams play in the regular season more often. We haven't seen Montreal and yeah. Toronto since December or January or something. Buffalo right after that. Yeah, that it's does kind of suck. Spread it out. I do like the back, you know, the home and homes. They've they've tried to do that a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Um, but it creates now if you're only playing your your rivals at least if you're playing you Tampa, you can maybe half. chip into it, but you don't even play them. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, this week's a good week. They'll play Columbus twice, and that team's desperate. They'll play Pittsburgh tonight. You would think they're desperate, and they lost last night. And they play Winnipeg on the road Thursday, so it's a pretty good week. It's, you yeah, can't complain kind of about desperate too. I mean, the difference for Winnipeg right now between first and second place is huge. But the last couple Saturday nights have been brutal. I mean, oh my god, uh, last night was well. This homestead had what six games? I think two were competitive. You know, two were actual teams trying to win, and four were trying to teams looking forward to the spring. So 
Bridget, do we have the uh, the clip of the Team of Destiny? I just want to, we don't usually play sound from from Brand X. Team of Destiny, but this this was yesterday. I just want. Is this from Tampa? Is that what this is? No, no, this is oh, from okay. uh, the the uh, flagship station, which you know they've had a run here of of awkwardness after the craft situation. Here, this was yesterday on their show. <laughs> it feels like this is a team that is almost like a team of destiny, doesn't it? I mean, it's short and sweet. That's that's your buddy Ryan Johnston. Well, is that because they're, they're is that fifteen because points behind that, Tampa? Is that because they pulled a couple of W's out of their rear ends against Ottawa and Florida? That makes them destiny. I, I, I guess he, you know he was talking about their ability to overcome injuries throughout yeah. the season. Uh huh. Well, everybody can see that they're on an unbelievable roll. Absolutely. Do you feel like the Boston Bruins right now are a team of destiny? That seems feel, totally ridiculous. I, no, given I mean, Tampa. obviously, I mean the hyperbole is great, and that might you know get you a number at the end of the book or whatever you guys call it, but. Um, I just feel I feel definitely feel better about them now than I did did the trade deadline. I think uh, even despite Johansson, the damaged goods Johansson yeah, getting exactly. knocked out this I think week, they just uh, and uh, what, you you were telling me about the five. What's the streak that uh, Stones on in Vegas? Oh yeah, they well they won did, five in a row. I think they won last, last night? night, and I haven't seen any scores today because I have to get up at ungodly hour to be here. So I yeah. don't I don't know what happened last night, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, you look at it. You, you maybe sometimes you you get uh, too carried away with the fact that you, you forget that uh, a team that's built around Bergeron, Marchand, Rask, and, and uh, you know Chara with McAvoy and Grizzlick coming up and, and playing so well that uh, you forget how good they are, and uh, especially in a league where they call it parity, but it's more like you know how many how many teams in this league are, are not really trying to win at this point of the season. And I mean, it's sort of parity, but take it's, advantage. But Tampa is the clear. Obvious Absolutely. favorite, and they beat you in five last year. Right. And well, the gap is closed on that. I know it's it's, it's closed uh, by two points. In, <laughs> in, no, in I mean I mean it's closed like as in the a playoff series. It's not going to go five games this year. Why? Well, it, for the same reason, the Bruins might actually have an easier time with Toronto this year. It's a healthy. Well, it's only March tenth, like you said. So we we have to cross our fingers that Brandon Carlo will play in the playoffs this year. But uh, if that holds up. He obviously makes them a, a much better defense core. You have uh, a more, you know, if Johansson's healthy, you have a much better second line with DeBrusque, you know, if DeBrusque and Johansson are healthy. And then you've got this Dolachari line. People call it the fourth line. It's probably really a third line. And defensively, it's a first or second line. And if that line is taken out, a Tavares line or a, you know, whatever Tyler Johnson line, whatever in Tampa. A, you know, a braided point, braided line, point line, a braided point line, <laughs> then, uh, you know, that frees up the Bergeron or Krejci lines to, to not have to have that defensive assignment to think more offense, and you're a better team. Like, that all sounds great. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> but the team of destiny. It's like a team of destiny. Exactly. I mean, the, does the Nola Chari line make you a team of destiny? I think that we're making a little bit of a leap there. I mean, I, I like the line. No, it's a good line. Not a line of they destiny, are totally you are unproven. a much better team, and I think, you know, I underestimated some of these things. I didn't think that, I mean, you know. Well, you underestimated Grizzly, that's for sure. In November and December, when Bruce Cassidy is using the, the Achari line to, you know, go against top lines or whatever, you say, oh, that's great. How long is that going to hold up? But now we're in March, and that's the assignment they get. It's not just like, oh, a last resort or something they do on the road. This is something he does every game at home now. So, and they haven't lost, you know, they haven't lost any 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 bit of their luster. They wear these first lines out, and I think it's really frustrating teams, and teams have to really start thinking about how they want to match up against them. Team of Destiny. Now, 
the injury situation, Pasternak's <laughs> thumb. Okay, this is your st- somehow have, they are eleven. Copyright that? Should we steal that from them and copyright that team of destiny? It's yes. Like a team of destiny. Can, we, can yeah. we print the shirts? I will call up Ryan now. after the show and I'll give him twenty uh, percent of my pay for today. How about that? <laughs> uh, Pasternak's thumb. Where are we here? Because this this is get. He's got. He was yeah, supposed to have a week, week left. Is he due back this week? It should, this should be the week he gets the cast off, at least. It gets, it gets into the brace, and then it's just a matter of when he wants to come back. Maybe it doesn't matter. They, they are, am I right? Yeah, They're 11-0-1 I mean, without him? You certainly have to start considering the Pasternak trade scenarios here. How are you going to get off from <laughs> under that contract? I'll tell you. No, no, he'll be, he'll be big. Uh, Cassidy yeah. has alluded to putting him on the Krejci line when he's healthy, right? Or at least well, the Krejci start. Or Ber- I think he, he's depending on the timing of it. To me, I still, I still think he's leaning toward the Bergeron line if, if everyone else is healthy. But at this point, if, if it was no DeBrusque, no Johansson, and he came back, he probably would go on the Krejci line. But I think he wants to go back to that top line. Because you, could you imagine the way this bottom nine, to call it, is playing and have that number one line clicking? Especially against Toronto. But the number one line clicks with with or without Pasternak. Yeah, but That's especially against Toronto, thing. you just want to blow them out. I mean, seriously, don't even mess around. Was How many points did they have in the first like couple games of that series last year? 26 points or some crazy number. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They that's have tough no to answer for them. I mean, so. All right, well, let's assume he comes back. We're, Johansson, you, you wrote yeah. a piece saying it was a good news that he had a lung contusion and was in the hospital with MGH. Yeah, well, I thought it might have been broken ribs, separated shoulder, concussion. So. Uh, this is our this team. Of I don't know what it was. The big trade deadline acquisition was here and played what three oh, is games? This, is this where we come in with the uh, Don Sweeney trades for guys who get injured? Well, he does two years in a row. This guy like had a an team es- of destiny. This guy had an established <laughs> history of concussions based on your own guy drilling but was, him. But it's with not an a elbow concussion. It's a lung contusion. Well, they're saying it's a lung contusion. What What are the odds that they're telling the truth? Oh, it's, it's a lung con- concussion. If it's a concussion, they, they changed they changed a couple of letters in there. But I'm got, pretty sure. But if it was a concussion, they would not say it's a concussion based on his history. With it could be. I'm not. I have no. No, idea. I think they would have to. I mean, we've seen them plenty of guys. With I mean, they admitted it on Bacchus when it was a concussion. If it was a concussion, they would be saying it because they, you know, they'd be wanting to make sure you protect him and everything. But and now Jake DeBrusque's in a walking boot. He's in a walking boot. Yep, left foot. For how long? Any idea? Well, we, uh, no. I mean, yesterday Bruce Cassidy said uh, he's the he's the one that's the closest to returning, so it could be even this this road trip even. All right. And Kevin Miller's been out for a while. The Kevin Miller thing's a mystery. No one's been able to pinpoint when it happened. And that was day to day, and now it's, that's week to week. Yeah, week to week. And and your guy John I mean, the, Moore's playing a lot of a lot of hockey. The Kevin. good news is Kevin Miller's been out and about. I mean, we've I've seen plenty of them eating popcorn press box. So you know. I just, I can't go Team of Destiny. I, I, think, I think they're likely to <laughs> Well, I'm not to going Team of Destiny either. Who's going Team of Destiny? It's like John- a Team of Destiny. <laughs> I think we heard it yesterday. And your guy Hags was all over it. He endorsed <laughs> that right away. So Of course. I mean, I just, do people feel that way? This is an unbelievable run they're on. I'm not trying to... Wait till the wind blows. It'll change his mind. Dallas expectations. They have looked like a cup team for several games in this stretch, including the, the win against Tampa at home. But it's a one-game cameo. They look like a great team right now. They don't look like a cup team. I'm not saying they do I mean, across the board. They have at times. It's it's there's a watching Marshawn. There's and a lot Bergeron of cup teams like the Vegas Golden Knights who are not you know rolling through the Western Conference right now because they got Mark Stone. So six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven is this team destined to be up there with the Red Sox and Patriots, City of Champions? This Maybe is meant be the, the team of Destiny's Child. <laughs> no, I mean they're they're on an unbelievable run. People are getting caught up in it to the point where there's even a little hockey talk on our show. Yeah, but you have to admit these last two games weren't exactly, you know, masterpieces and kind of make you a little worried that 
the, you know, the, the magic is starting well, to wear off. You and maybe you two goals in the last... Habit. How how rare was the win Thursday? That you, Second time in Bruins history, 10th time in NHL history. 10th time in NHL history a team scored two to win in the last minute yep. of a game. So, But it was the Florida Panthers. It's noticeable. Yeah. And last night... You know, last night probably the worst one. You have to, you know, have late second heroics to beat Ottawa. But again, that's you could spin it as a character win. There's no reason to get up for that game, and this is an AHL team. It was exhilarating, but you have to like at this point. You know, if you're talking about a cup team, you have to blow the Ottawa Senators out. I'm sorry. The Carolina win. They well, they trailed two nothing twice this week. Uh, that was the, the Hartford Whaler. Yep. Whale blubber game. Right. Uh, another incredible. Incredible, maybe it's a stretch. It was, a, it was a nice comeback and a fantastic goal by Krejci to win it in overtime. So you've got Krejci playing as good as he has in any time in recent history. So that's an, there, there are all these signs of why this team is different. Absolutely. You, you mentioned Carlo. They're, you mentioned the HR. They're, they're, a they're are an elite team. I'm, yes. I'm not giving them the cup based on this. I mean, if you want to have a duck parade on Monday, I'm all for it. I think the weather's going to be pretty nice, but uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save the, the Team of Destiny stuff for when they actually do beat Tampa or... Now, now yeah, saying that, him. your cup prediction is uh, Columbus and uh, Winnipeg, right? Yeah, Columbus, Columbus and Winnipeg. might not make the playoffs. So, hey, that was uh, in the preseason. But uh, this just feels like Tampa is. You're going to get to a series with Tampa, and it's going to be again course, another you know, wake up call. The, the, the biggest thing that made me think they were a team of destiny is that Tampa gets knocked out in the first round. Right, well, that's true. Clear, who they clear play. the path. There's no, there's no shame in not playing uh, the that Tampa Bay Lightning and oh. going on. You know, it definitely happened. All right, we'll take your calls on this coming up. We want your thoughts on uh, Team of Destiny, on David Backus. That was the major story of the week, and it continues to be because your guy David Schultz wrote about it again. <laughs> the embarrassing Bruins uh, turning David Backus into a goon should be ashamed of themselves. I hold these I hold Canadians to a much higher standard. I don't get what's going on down there. <laughs> they should be reveling in this. You know, I wonder how much David Backus being American affects this. If he was a Canadian guy, would they be you know giving a pat on the back and naming a day after him, giving him the honor of Canada or whatever they give them these people. We'll talk about <coughs> line tinkering. Brad Marchand with an in- interesting week on Twitter, including uh, tweaking the <laughs> Leafs. <coughs> and you had a major blow-up in Charlestown yesterday with a parking situation that uh, you wanted to Oh, my to get, God, get the human test. parking space saver. Did you actually ever say anything to the get, woman or no? Get the mayor She's on the glaring phone. At this you. is not legal. She, she is glaring at you. She knows you're taking a picture of her from across the street. Absolutely. There was no she confrontation. <laughs> you were out of there. All right, uh, it's Matt Calvin with Ken Laird. This is Sunday Skate on Sports Radio WEI. You're listening to Sunday Skate with Ken Laird from the Mud and Callahan Show and WEEI.com Bruins writer Matt Kalman. Sunday Skate is brought to you by Wise Snacks and by Star Market, the official supermarket of the Boston Bruins. You know, after being a healthy scratch for for a handful of games, you know, getting knocked down in the in the line, he has really kind of embraced this role of sticking up for teammates. For a guy that was as skilled as he was earlier in his career, what do you make of this transition now? Well, I mean, it, it ebbs and flows a little bit with that job. Uh, sometimes you'll go three, four games in a row where you have to get in one, and then you go a few weeks without getting in one, and people will be asking if you lost your edge. Um, he's a he's a very uh, very good hockey player, very skilled, uh, played at a high level for a long time. <clears throat> Anytime you're healthy scratched, I think, I don't want to speak for him, but for me, if I was healthy scratched, it usually put a little bit of a burr in my, in my side, and I'd probably come up with a little bit more of an edge after as well. Sean Thornton on Dale and Keefe earlier this week. This is Sunday Skate, presented by Star Market and Wise Snacks, Matt Calm and Ken Laird. It's all well and good. I, Sean Thornton's a good guest, but uh, he came in the league in 2002. Times have changed yeah. a bit since his role. A bit. 
to the one that David Backus is in now, but Calvin is just fighting, roasting David Schultz on... And still an important part of the game. Uh, yeah, but it's uh, it's rare when you have a guy... He's, he's mentioning uh, highly skilled... It's past tense, right? I mean, one assist in the first 22 games this year for David Backus, it was pretty obvious to everybody. It's not like he had a bad summer or whatever. He came out of the gates and it right. was... Uh, he's not the same guy he was. At 49 games, he had five goals... He's 34. He's making $6 million a year. He had a man-to-man conversation with a coach on the West Coast trip. Then all of a sudden he comes out and he has fights in three out of four games. I would agree with you the first one was not really his fault. He kind of got... Uh, but he's playing better, too. Can we, like, not, he is. You know, can we, we don't over, want to overlook this. I mean, last night he got bumped up basically to the second line. It was him, Krejci, and Heinen on the ice for the winning goal, right? So right. it's the way it's got to do. You know, if he's got to get his feet moving, he's got to be more involved and... Maybe he's opening up some space for himself by doing that. You know, maybe, He was in front maybe, on the Grizzly goal uh, that tied exactly. the game Thursday. He's been involved in a lot of plays right now. and uh, I, But I do wonder if that's tied into the physical play, just in terms of his confidence sure. and his uh, presence Absolutely. on the ice. Uh, guys are, I don't know whether people are fearing David Backus, but it, does, fearing him, it but goes hand-in-hand hand a bit. Right, there's some intimidation, his, there's just some physicality. There's you know he's, 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 When he's not fighting, he's still hitting people. And he's still pushing people out in front of the net, and uh, that's what you had. You wanted him to do. That's what he brought him here to do. Actually, I mean, you know, you wanted him to also be a twenty goal scorer. But if he's lost his hands, at least he can still bring all these other elements. And you know, everyone, every team, every general manager is out there searching for the next Tom Wilson, right? They watch that. And they say that's the difference between the Capitals last year and the Capitals of the past. Well, Backus isn't going to do that, but he can bring you part of that element. You have so much other skill players that can you know pick up that part of the, the that slack. If you have a guy. Who's maybe a little one dimensional, and he's a he's a screen in front, and he's, he's a got two years player. left on his contract, exactly. and he's not twenty four like and Tom Wilson have, is. And then you have plenty of uh, skill around him. So. Look, it's smart. I just uh, you can't say David Schultz is wrong that it's awkward that the Bruins, because Bruce Cassidy basically told him you're not going to play unless you play this way. It's awkward based okay, on play the way this way is one way. He didn't say go out there and fight. He, he basically said, did. it came. He basically, he did, did not yes, say go did. out there yes, and fight. He, did. he said be more physical, be a presence, be an intimidator. That's just all code. You know it what takes, that is. It takes two people to fight too. I mean, he just ha- he didn't go out there it and did. grab the first guy he, he saw. The, Adam Ernie he ba- got, barely he touched got him in the back. He oh, turned around and dropped the gloves and was. We should reenact the the the, bat, the you cross think this check is like the worst cross the check that was ever committed in it history. Was. Of the league. Oh it was. my god, he could have he could have crippled him. Oh come, stop! You don't mean that. <laughs> it was terrible. I think back. It actually was cheap. Acted. It was he after like, the he whistle. Like threw himself forward to to stage it so he would have an excuse for dropping <laughs> the gloves. It's Tampa. He, you know, he was going to try to send the message. That's what happens when he gets traded to the Canadians. He, he throws himself forward into the post to stage. Cassidy said, "Putting himself in harm's way for the good of the team." That was a direct quote. It, right. He, that doesn't mean he's got to fight means, for the good of the team. It means get in front of you know pucks for block shots. It means hit people. It's it's a little awkward. Now, it means now, screen screen in front on grizzly goals. Three columns written about this nationally. They, two of them at least bring up David Backus and his Athletes for Animals Foundation. Like. <laughs> This is it's amazing. Like he's got a life after hockey. This is he doesn't need this. Uh, so you know, I mean, it gets a little surfy, but I don't know. I'm not downplaying headshots and you know post concussion syndrome and it all. I I sympathize with all the guys that are going through bad times, but there's a lot of players out there who played rough and tumble hockey who are quite fine. I mean, it doesn't seem like Cam Neely's affected much and who That's probably fine. took more of abuse but just than admit he did. Cassidy told him to do it. I don't think I t- he told him to play physically. He, he didn't told, told him, him to fight. fight. He put him out there after the Furlan hit on the ice to fight. That was it, back back said that. 
He said that's what changed after our conversation. And Furlan he had put to, me out there Furlan specifically had to for that agree purpose. to fight. They didn't know it wasn't like he grabbed oh, him and stop. shook him like a baby. You know he was going to. <laughs> he asked him. He was. Go- he was not going to turn it down. That's part of the code. All right, six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Maria in Watertown. You're on Sunday Skate. Hi. Hi, Maria. Good morning, guys. How are you this morning? Good. How are you? Good. Ken, you know I'm a very, very loyal listener to WEEI, uh-huh. but this morning I'm getting very frustrated with your takes Uh-oh. and your direction of the pro- of, of your show this morning. First of all, the line by Ryan Johnston, you know as well as I do, and I don't have as much experience as you do. That's just like a takeaway, throwaway line. <laughs> uh, not really. Everybody in the NHL is using that line when referring to the Bruins. Whether it's like a team of destiny. <laughs> when, whether they're destined or not, you have to give this cred- team credit for never, never giving up. Whatever reason and methodology they're using to, to play for each other, I'm all for it. And then with regard to David Backus, you know, Dave Schultz, who was one of the biggest goons that ever donned a Philadelphia Flyers jersey, should shut his pie hole, okay? <laughs> because let me remind everyone what happened in 2011 when Sean Thornton was reinserted yep. in the lineup against mm-hmm. the Canucks. That changed that series dramatically because the Bruins were getting pushed around until Thornton came back in the lineup. And was, you know what? That was the biggest shift in that David run. I'm going to give David credit. I'm going to give David Backus credit for potentially going to his coach and saying, just tell me what I need to do to help this team. No, instead, you know, Ken Campbell is, what, psychoanalyzing? Like, all of a sudden, he's an expert on concussion symptoms? Shut up. Shut up. Um, (laughs) And then one more, actually, two more things. Roberto Luongo. Why is it that he soils his pants every time he's in the Boston Garden? Like, every he sees Martin and Bergeron and literally soils himself and then my last take is Bergeron and Marshawn I'm telling you the two arguably greatest duos at this point in the NHL those guys are phenomenal you can put anybody out on that wing with those guys and they're going to make things happen so those are my comments gentlemen thanks for the time as always and I um Appreciate your Sunday morning skate. Take care. Thank you, Maria. Now, let's first of all, let's clarify. This is Dave Schultz yeah. with an O, who's probably never gotten into a fight Schultz. in his life except when he was maybe stuffed in a locker somewhere. And you know, <laughs> he looks like a former enforcer. I think he looks. He's got the look. And uh, Dave Schultz, obviously of the Flyers fame, would love David Backus right now because he'd be saving the game that Dave Schultz played in the 70s <laughs> yeah, if you by check doing out what he's doing. D. Schultz, S-H-O-A-L-T-S on Twitter, and you see his avatar, you, you, it's pretty clear right away this guy did not play it at a high enforcer level. But I got a little worried when she started talking about... It could be my enunciation. I might have said Schultz. I got worried she started talking about Luongo soiling his pants because that's usually at... At the other station where they talk about soiling pants all the time, they're very into bowel movements. Tuka in his pants. That was yeah, the Tuka's Tuk- pants. It's yeah. always it always comes back to that. So, and she's a Ryan Johnston fan. That's fine. It was yeah. not a throwaway line. It was a significant <laughs> line. He was he was there. Was, you can't just throw away Team of Destiny. You can't just throw yeah, that out well, there. Well, if you throw out Team of Destiny, then maybe you 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 run you hope that then no one calls in and brings up what's going on with the owner of the football team, right? So, just, just throw out hyperbole about the hockey team and. Right. Distract. Now, I agree with Maria that anybody can skate with Marshawn and, and, and Marshawn and Bergeron. Oh, my God. Which to the point where I wouldn't put Pasternak back there. Except Although, for, except for Brett Connolly. 
What happened to that guy? He he went to he went to that's Taps a good point. Came a twenty goal score, but he was the only one that couldn't fit there. Good point. Uh, I never. I, yeah, right. I used to crush him. I mean, it was, <laughs> <laughs> but have they? Is it possible in the last two years they've gotten even better? Oh, absolutely, Marshawn. They absolutely. I mean, Marshawn playing with I Connolly mean, made them better. <laughs> they didn't need it. Marshawn, After that, they didn't I mean, need it. Marshawn has improved every year. I mean, literally, you hear about guys. They, they always come back from the offseason and talk about what they worked on and what this and that. But he, it, you see the results. It's kind of like Larry Bird used to come back with a different element of his game. This is Brad Marshan's thing. I mean, his, the, his the play to set up Bergeron. He, uh, he was on the ice for the full two minutes of the power play, I think, 6 mm-hmm. on 4. And he sets up Bergeron to beat Florida with an amazing, just uh, precision, yeah. forecheck. Body I think, control. I think, I think his conditioning is is through the roof right now. I think his his ability, his elusiveness, you know, his legs down low, the the, the moves he has. Like he he says that he he watches a lot of clips of other players and too, so he incorporates a lot of things he sees, and uh, and he really does. And I think that helps Bergeron get better. But clearly, Patrice Bergeron obviously keeps working on his game. I mean, his shot has come a mile away from you know five ten years ago. Uh, he's he's totally a. Um, you know, a revelation, the fact that he became a better offensive player once after he turned 30. It looked like he was going to be, a, you know, the second line, third line checking center, especially at this point in his career. And, and last and he year, the, getting better offensively. because of Lickgate, well, parts one, two, and three or whatever, he, yeah. that became the, the narrative on him. But he's a yeah, top. Yeah, well, because again, Canada was up in arms. Yeah. They're all offended by everything that happens. I but mean, he's there a was... top 10 player in the league. I mean, he and Bergeron. I'm, top 10. Marshan right now is probably a top five player in probably. the league. I mean, he's unbelievable. Um, the his tweets have been entertaining, like he and crew going back and forth. But the one to the Leafs, the Mitch Marner tweet, got so much play up there. He, <laughs> oh my uh, god! He says, "I can't wait to see this kid's new deal." Dot dot dot. Twelve million AAV. If we keep talking about this stuff. They're going to start paying me in loonies. It but... better be hashtag Marner watch. So so he's he's basically, I don't know if he's trolling. Absolutely, Leafs fans and the in the attention they he's get trolling over everything. The Leafs fans, he's trolling the the management that just gave Austin Matthews. You know, they back they backed up the Brinks truck for Matthews, and they still have to pay Marner. But is he upset at his contract? Is that no, like a little bit of like not. secret he's, jealousy? He's just, he's just pointing out that the Leafs are going to have some cap troubles, and that and that probably their best player, at least their most dynamic offensive player, needs a contract and. They're, t- they're you know they're, they're trying to play it off like they're not going to pay him as much as they paid Matthews and he probably deserves more than Matthews, and he's just pointing that out. Well, when they play in the first round and we're waiting four more weeks for it, th- this will be brought up by all the oh it's going to be brought Canadian up. But I don't understand be... what I don't even understand what the this isn't bulletin board material. Brad Marchand said you should make twelve million dollars, Mitch. Aren't you pissed? I mean, what are they? What is the? What's the because, angle here? Because it's Marchand, I guess Marner would know. He's, he's just the angle around, here. But... The angle here is that Kyle Dubas was asked about it, and he said something about, "Well, well, I'm glad the Bruins are thinking about us." Hardy, har har. Good nerd joke there, Mister Statman. <laughs> but, but the but the thing is that it's not the. Bruins thinking about the Leafs, it's that as soon as Brad Marchand tweets this, the Leafs Leaf, Leaf Nation goes crazy. Yeah, he's getting in their head a little bit. Exactly. It's, it's pretty it's Nothing pretty good tactic. No, it's a good tactic, but Marchand will be asked about it like, before game one. I actually heard one. people on the radio in Canada saying that this was going to affect the negotiations. <laughs> as if <laughs> it's gonna inflate Brad Marchand was now working for Darren Ferris, Mitch <laughs> Marner's agent. I mean, Do they share the same agent or no? No, they do not. Oh, okay. That would but, be even better. Holy cow. Talk about an overreaction. 
Well, there's a lot of stories about it. They go through the cap hits and you know <laughs> how affordable Marchand is and uh, <laughs> provided some good stuff this week. All right, Fred New Hampshire's been hanging in there. Hi, Freddie. Morning, Matt. Morning. Ben. How are you? I'm good. Please, well, please tell me good. you're not against I mean, Bacchus fighting. Want... What's that? Please tell me you're not against Bacchus fighting. <laughs> I brought it up two weeks ago. Come <laughs> on. Anyways, I, I just went to bed 15 minutes ago. What the heck is this? This 7 o'clock. Hey, you know, Destiny? Destiny is you guys should have two-hour show. Thank you, buddy. Um, you know, Slapshot, they brought their cars. That's one of the best lines. <laughs> I'll add that for next week. Talk uh, talk about the week that was, you know. The Bruins are undefeated. Uh, the shorty by Masha and Vergie. Uh, uh, the two-on-one? Oh, that was a beautiful move by Masha to come out of it. It, it, was, it, was, it was honey. Anyways, and the DeBrusque overtime goal with Krejci. Yeah. Did he eat that guy up or what? Right. Justin Falk behind the net. It was it was a thing of beauty. Anyways, guys, um, why why is Halak playing tonight? Great question. Because they have two goalies. Exactly. Okay? They have two goalies. Uh, right now, this is the regular season. And, uh, I mean, Tuke is, is, is tops. He's on fire. And you don't hear the people calling in saying, eh, it's not happening, is it? They don't, they're all silent now. They're not saying anything. Yeah, but Fred, in the playoffs, they will not have two goalies. They will have one goalie. So they might have two Correct. goalies. They might. Correct. What, they're going to rotate they, them in the playoffs? They're not going to rotate them, but if one, if one guy has an off night, they're going to be a lot quicker to pull them than, you, than they were last year with Adobin. Do you remember the Carolina uh, Stanley Cup? Yeah. What happened? Exactly. Never mind Carolina. That was ten. There was more than ten years ago. Last year, the Washington Capitals started the playoffs with Philip Grubauer. If you have, you have confidence in two goalies, right? Hey, but Duke is going to be number one. We know that. And it, it, yeah, know? but but Fred, you're concerned about an hour of clock losing an hour of sleep and a road <laughs> trip that this like Rask couldn't play. I'm what? concerned right now. I'm I'm sitting here right now concerned about it. Okay. <laughs> well, you're I'm you're a fine right finely tuned athlete. Ken, I know Ken's that. a creature I, I, of the morning. Get, he doesn't understand any of what we're right, talking what are you about. Bitching about? I got to get up early for this. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, um, the the uh, one other thing is um, seventh player award. Oh. Okay. You give it to the fourth line. You let yeah. them have the car every year. <laughs> the three of them have the car. It, that's who gets a seventh-player award this year. I, I, that's that's going to be a great debate, Freddie. Thank you very much. Uh, it's going to be between those three guys, right? Wagner well, right now is the favorite. Wagner is the winner. If if you're taking it by this definition of it right now, obviously exceeded expectations, yeah. 11 goals. Um, Carlo, maybe will be the sexy pick because he's the bigger name and it's a fan vote and fans vote for, you know, Cam Neely won it once and Tim Thomas won it two years in a row. So this isn't like legitimately giving out the award to the person who's most exceeded expectations. I mean, obviously Brandon Carl is a second round pick who's uh, had a couple of good years in the NHL already and just happened to, st- maybe you're giving it to him because he stayed healthy and that's your expectation is that you were- he wouldn't stay healthy. But- Truly exceeding expectations would be crazy actually because of the off season of Trying to get John Tavares to replace him, yeah, and then he, him having the best season that I've seen him. He could be in the mix in too. Five because obviously, years. you would think that at some point these guys in their thirties would start to really tell off. And instead, he's improved despite the fact that uh, you know obviously Jake DeBrusk 
had a great breakthrough second half, but for the most part, David Krejci gets the uh, the leftovers here. Patrice yep. Bergeron gets the the gold. In fact, uh, before we're done here, I want to talk about his his right wing because that's going to become a huge issue here when when and if Pasternak comes back and the decision of who to play there. Johansson too, I guess they've got some decisions to make. He's played with everybody. We'll also give out our Y Snacks Player of the Week. This is Sunday Skate with Matt Kalman. I'm Ken Laird. It's Sports Radio WEI. You're listening to Sunday Skate with Ken Laird from the Mud and Callahan Show and WEI.com Bruins writer Matt Kalman. Sunday Skate is brought to you by Y Snacks. Grizzlick reverses. Heinen has a little space. Closes. Cuts to the slot. The shot. Scores! Danton Heinen! She was in front and might have gotten the tip. Indeed, it was Krejci. Game winner last night with 44.7 seconds left. And coincidentally, it's time for our Wise Player of the Week brought to you by Wise Snacks. Matt Kalman, is it Krejci? Oh, it's got to be Krejci. Couple game winners this week. Couple he had the OT winners. winner on uh, Tuesday night against the Whale. And yesterday, yesterday morning, he woke up and found that his, his wingers were going to be. Joakim Nordstrom and Lee Stempniak. He must have thought he got promoted to Providence. How long did that last? Officially lasted? About uh, two periods. A couple periods. Uh, He's had over the stretch now. Bacchus on the wing. Coyle played there a bit, right? Not yet. No, actually, that hasn't happened yet. Uh, Coyle played with Bergeron and Marchand the other night. Right. Yeah. Heinen, Solarik, Wagner, uh, Johansson, of course. So in the playoffs, what's it going to look like? Who is Krejci's wing in the postseason? I want the prediction right now, March 10th. It's tinkering. I mean, obviously, Cassie's going to move stuff around. Is everyone else healthy? Game. Everybody's healthy. Everybody's healthy? Yep. Johansson's back. Be... Pasternak's back. Debrusque's back. Uh, then it's going to be Pasternak with Marshan and Bergeron, Johansson, Krejci, Debrusque, and uh, Heinen, Coyle, Bacchus. And the question will be, we spent a lot of time talking about Bacchus today, is Heinen, Coyle, Bacchus the weak link? Is that the Achilles oh, that's, heel that's of this team in the playoffs? That's your fourth line, for sure. I mean, that's why... Like eight minutes a night, or what are they... <laughs> yeah, eight to ten minutes a night, probably. But you know, it, it's hard to bury Heinen like that, so you might have to swap him out a little bit. But I think, especially against Toronto, you go with that top line again because it again, it's in their heads. Yeah, they can't stop him in the playoffs. They can't stop them in the regular season. So how, why wouldn't you want to throw that at them just to psych them out at the very least? David Krejci, the Wise Snacks Player of the Week, brought to you by Wise Snacks and the Wise Snacks Extra Cheesy Cheese Doodles and Bravo Stadium Nachos available now. Mark James and uh, Steve Diossier here. James just came in and said, I hope they're not peaking too early. <laughs> Mr. Negative. Oh, he knows how to right do sports away. radio, that's for yeah. sure. Yep. He definitely knows how to do sports radio. We'll light up radio. the phone lines with that in about five minutes. But those guys are both here on time despite the uh, spring ahead. I appreciate that. Bill and Swampscott uh, wraps it up here on Sunday Skate. Hi, Bill. Hey, Ken. How are you doing today? How are you? Um... Who's going to score first, David Pasternak or Charlie Coyle? <laughs> well, Charlie Coyle might not score for a while here. He's he's on. He's, I think he's on pace to do one of these where you don't score for twenty eight games and you score some overtime winner in the playoffs. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. Hey, you know the uh, you were talking about Krejci. The biggest thing last night they uh, said it on the sh- uh, TV that the first nineteen game uh, in his last thirty eight games, the first nineteen, he's shot three times more more mm-hmm. in the second 19. Right. And I've been saying that for years. He, yeah. he, and Coyle's got the same problem. He's playing with two stiffs. So he should shoot the puck. He's always looking to like set those guys up. And 
they all have pitchfork hands. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's, cra- it's crazy. Yep. That, uh, he's got to shoot the pocket. And uh, if he's not going to shoot the pocket, he might as well do what they did in the second half of the third period, just sit him out because yeah. it's a waste It's a waste of time. Well, that's obviously the message that Bruce is trying to send there. And the fact is that, yeah, I mean, the coaches have been trying to get Charlie Coyle to shoot more since he, practice since he was born, and David Krejci the same thing. And that's uh, How do you think Coyle will respond to that? What's it, is, is he a guy that's phased by that stuff? Because now it's the first yeah, time you got I mean, benched. Honestly, I don't really know much about him, right? I mean, he's, he just, he's only been here a couple weeks. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know how he, he will respond. I know he was in and out of the doghouse in Minnesota a lot, too, because of that, and that's why they finally traded him. So. Uh, you know, we'll see how he responds. You assume he's going to get a lot of minutes tonight on the road against uh, a team like Pittsburgh, where they have you know such a deep, so much depth up front. That he's going to have to get out there with some tough matchups, and uh, we'll see how he responds. Yeah. All right. Uh, tonight will be fun in Pittsburgh. Although basically, you're waving the white flag as is Cassidy. Wait, we're not going to talk about the woman standing in the parking spot. Oh in yeah, yeah, yeah. You got 30 in seconds. Charlestown, Massachusetts. Yes. She's standing in a parking spot, telling people she's saving it, and. I couldn't believe when I finally found another spot to parking because I'm a nice New Yorker who lets her stand there in the parking spot, and I park somewhere else. And when I come back, she's like turning cars away left and right, and no one so in Charlestown ran, ran her down. That is amazing. That is real. I don't know if that's like a good sign or a bad sign. Does that mean that, does that soft. mean Callahan does that mean Charlestown's there. getting soft, or Very does that soft. mean we're just Very in soft. a better society? I don't know. And we've gotten past the point of Charlestown being Charlestown. I think. <laughs> Gentrification. Right. Yes, indeed. All right. Uh, football show coming up next. I think heavy football. We'll see. I mean, Diossi can do, do it all. He pummeled Reamer in politics on a previous show, so I appreciated that. But I think they're going to be uh, heavy with NFL talks. So we'll see. Uh, free agency starts tomorrow. We'll be back next week after Pittsburgh, Columbus, Winnipeg, and another Columbus game. Finally, a Saturday game that matters uh, next Saturday night. That they all matter. One. They all matter. Fair enough. Team of Destiny. Show of Destiny. James and Diossi coming up next. See you.